0: What's up, guys? How are you? I'm good. Well, I'm, yeah, feel, I'm, I'm
1: good, but I feel bad for Joe.
0: I'm bummed. I, I Seriously, that uh, after a, well, particularly an injury like that too, Joe, I mean, man, it just, uh, that was a cloud over the rest of the game for sure. That's so, This and, is a tough one tonight.
1: And I don't want to speculate too much because it's probably not appropriate, though, you know, once the news comes out, we probably won't talk about it a lot, so it's probably worth doing now. It just comes to a very strange time in his career, right? Like, yep. he's notched off. He's notched off the most important career goal he had, which was to win a gold medal for Australia. He's 33 years old. He's a free agent. Um, You know, quite frankly, the money law, if that is a a torn ACL or something that's serious, that's a a financial loss of significance, maybe eight digits um, of something of that sort. But he also, you know, at 33 with three kids and a wonderful wife and a great family and a bronze medal, like if it is a significant injury of that sort. Are you re- you know where it's just a really strange, I don't know entirely what we saw tonight. Like we hope we saw a sprained knee and that he's out for a few weeks and he comes back. And then there's also a chance that like, that's the last play of his career. Like we have either side of the spectrum right now without a lot of knowledge makes it hard to talk about, but it's it, it I think it's what part of the emotional feel is right now. And
2: I think the pain or the, yelling
1: well anyone who had know. their headphones on right. and hopefully yeah. our listeners couldn't hear as well as we could you cannot stop hearing hey that by
0: there. the way props to you guys and i'm serious about this you and jeff for for uh potting that down that uh, that was the right thing to do not all broadcasts do that and i i thank you for being sensitive to that
1: yeah you could that i'll hear that one for a little while yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that that stuff's really tough to listen to i mean it's tough to see as well but you the the hearing takes it to a different level i thought uh thought you guys were smart doing that.
2: How about the route that Joe is, Boy, maybe I shouldn't even bring this up because we don't know what extent of this injury, and, and I know you're speculating. I think we're other like
1: other eight. Things, I right. think if we're being perfectly all honest, yeah, like we're all like 85 to 95% clear what we think we saw, right? Right.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the video floating around out there, but it doesn't look good. Right. At all. Yeah, at all. I mean,
1: frankly, the weird ones last year when we saw the video of Kawhi Leonard, we all knew what we saw, right? Yeah. Like. We're like, wow, that's like a non contact little tiny wiggle. This was not as, this was not little and tiny, was it, Jake? I've not seen the video.
0: No, 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 not at all. No. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I don't, unless you're a glutton for punishment, I don't recommend you doing it. You
2: know, I
1: don't go back and search Joe Thyssen on YouTube. No, I don't
2: either. Like I was saying, you get to be a certain age, those ligaments aren't as strong as, and as many miles as athletes put on those joints. Um, Weight distribution sometimes can just do the damage.
0: Right. Well, and he's played a lot, right? I mean, and we've played a lot of basketball in this condensed period of time. It's tough.
1: I'll throw it out there. I just think it's all, we got so many things we don't know about. It's so weird to me. Like also, you know, someone's going to do a study pretty soon on players coming off COVID and whether their injury rate was higher on the backside of COVID or not. Like our two main players just came off COVID. Both just got
3: hurt. Yeah, exactly.
1: In injuries that neither of them have two guys who are not, like, our two most durable players both just got hurt coming off COVID.
2: Yeah, that, that's something, you bring something like that up when COVID and
1: the, this virus is more a lung Right, and we just virus. don't know, right? Yeah. We just don't know. Like, it probably has nothing to do with it, right? It's probably completely coincidental, but we don't know. Yeah, that's true.
0: Well, it was a tough injury tonight. That's right. just that's tough. Tonight no, was hard. a hard game. You guys got through it. Did a great job as usual, but uh, it's not easy. And you
1: know, this guy's been a part of our community for a long time. He's yep. like he's a part of the jazz culture at this point. I don't think there's anybody, maybe not. You know, I mean, my first reaction, certainly the minute I saw it, was about to Renee and the kids. Right? Like, like oh, like wow, this like impacts a lot of people. Like, you know, and you know, he's not like he didn't. He, you know, he's it's a basketball injury, but it's still it's a basketball injury. A stage of your career where you're at a real tipping point of a career. And so it does have massive impact. There's people with a lot worse situations and Joe would be the first one to quickly say, Hey, I got a lot of money. I'm really fortunate. I got a great wife. I got three kids, but you also like, you know, as we just said, there's a chance it's a ligament sprain and it wobbled and it turns out. Okay. We see him again. And there's a chance that that was the end of a really incredible story. Like he's got one of the great stories league. If you go back to the day at the airport, where Renee Ingalls is flying into town to see, I don't think it's her fiance yet to see him play with the LA Clippers where he's going to make the team. And then Jared Cunningham of all things makes the team instead of him because Chris Paul gets an injury and they release Joe Ingalls and Joe can't reach Renee. Who's on the plane. So J- Renee arrives and Joe's like, Oh, by the way, <laughs> I got cut." But glad to have you here. Let's, and he literally says to her, hey, let's see what happens. But in the meantime, let's go on a vacation in Southern California. It's pretty cool. And then Quinn Snyder calls. And there's a weird thing also tonight, the fact that Quinn Snyder's not there. Like, here's the guy that's been with Joe every step of the way, and he's not there right now. Like, that's – like, that – I know Quinn well enough to know. I'll tell you what. Quinn is, like, beside himself. Yeah, that's eating him up. The no fact doubt. that he's not there for Joe Ingles right now. And, and when,
2: when Joe got cut – and I've listened to a, a reporter interview, as a matter of fact, with um, with Doc Rivers at the time, when when a reporter asked Doc Rivers about Joe Ingles, because so Joe Ingles was playing very, very well with the Jazz at that point, and And – Doc just said that it was, a, it was a, a numbers thing. It was either cut Joe and and, uh, and keep the guy that was under contract that you don't have to pay anyway. Can I, or... can
1: I just, like, criticize Doc Rivers for a second here? Yeah, why not? Go ahead. Well, I mean, frankly, it should be an in thing to do every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Doc, but, <laughs> like, his, track, his, his reputation and his resume are not in line anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but what position has Joe Ingles played for us most of the time? Small forward. And then he's done what with the ball shoot and handled, right? Yes. Right. He cut him. Cause Chris Paul got hurt. So in other words, doc rivers had no idea what Joe Ingalls could do. No, he did not. Right. Like that's the real point of the story. Like J- doc doesn't realize when he tells that story, like Jared Cunningham couldn't play point guard. If he was like, Never mind. I'm not going to use that <laughs> analogy, but like Jared Cunningham out of Oregon state was, could not handle at all. Did you ever deal with him, Tim? No. Um, You're not that old. So, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just just too bad. We hope hope the best. Let's hope we get some miraculously good news. Joe's Joe's been a (coughs) surprise story his whole career, so how about he gives us one more surprise?
0: Let's hope so. That would be great. Yep, that would be. All right, guys, be well. Happy Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, 126 to 106 is your final jazz fall tonight at the T-Wolves. We're breaking it down next (laughs) Jazz game night post game show on the jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe, the jazz lose tonight to the T wolves in Minnesota, one twenty six to one Oh six, a game. They fought hard for a half. And then uh, coach uh, Lacombe, it got away from them in the third quarter. Uh, the T wolves outscored them 40 to 27. Carl Anthony towns basically did it single-handedly on his way to finishing the game with 31 points and uh, 10 assists and 11 rebounds for yet another jazz opponent that
3: gets a triple double. And, um, yeah, the Jazz just didn't stand a chance from there. No, it was there was an uphill battle tonight, but definitely uh, liked the way the Jazz approached the game. Came out and really competed. Um, you know, there were a couple of spurts where the Jazz really struggled. They they got that seven point lead and then didn't score again the rest of the first half. Um, there was two twenty three left. The Jazz had a had scored forty eight points and did not score again. So they're just little uh, kind of spurts like that that really hurt them offensively. And then defensively, just not being able to really slow down Carl anthony Towns um, and this Timberwolves team.
0: And if you're just joining us, Joe Ingles uh, going down in the second quarter, which with what looked to be like a severe knee injury, again, um, as we were doing cross-talk with Locke and Boone, you don't want to, you know, speculate too much. Of course, there's no medical degrees on this broadcast. But, yeah, it didn't. it didn't look good. And you hope maybe... Somehow it comes back a sprain, but the way Joe reacted to it too, it just,
3: man, it tough. It, it was a tough night. Yeah, It was tough. It's tough to see, you know, any player. And then obviously Joe's so well loved here and uh, has done a ton for the community and been here. So, I mean, all we can do right now is hope for the best and and he'll be my understanding. He'll get an MRI tomorrow and they'll, they'll know more to the extent of, of what he's dealing with. But Certainly by the look of it, didn't look great. I um, thought the team actually kind of rallied really hard when he went out. But, you know, the, the Jazz are just down bodies. And so um, it was it was a good effort, but just not enough.
0: Can I ask you from a coach's perspective how you deal with those um, those brutal injuries? I mean, I remember you guys had a player, what, was it Collinsworth, who went down in the WCC tournament? I mean, you know, it's one thing for fans or bozo broadcasters like myself to to watch and talk about this sort of thing. But when you're a coach... And you're with these guys every single night. I mean, going through an injury like that must, and, and he was a senior at the time, right? I mean, man, that's
3: got to be so hard. It was it was brutal. You know, it was it was definitely brutal to do that. And certainly you grow, you know, you grow so close to these players and you want what's best for them. And when they uh, something like that happens, you know, you don't want that to happen to anybody, but certainly you're one of your own players. So, you know, David makes a great point. Quinn would have, you know, it would have been, Great if Quinn could have been there, certainly knows and has earned that relationship so well. But, um, you know, the one thing we know about this team is they're very close and these guys will support Joe. And uh, again, we'll find out more detail tomorrow uh, on the severity. Bogdanovich led the way in scoring for the Jazz tonight with 23 on 7 of 11
0: shooting, 4 of 5 from 3. So if there was any sort of positive from this game, it's maybe uh, Bogdanovich has found his stroke a little bit. Mike Conley, 22 points, 5 assists and 4 rebounds. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with 17 coming in off the bench for the Timberwolves. As I mentioned, Carl Anthony Towns triple double: 31, 11 boards, 10 assists. Uh, McLaugh- McLaughlin shooting the lights out: 12 on uh, five of six shooting, two of two from three. Anthony Edwards tonight had 15 on six of 16 shooting. How about uh, how about McDaniel's coming in off the bench? Uh, Jaden McDaniel's 22 points plus 24 in the plus-minus, nine for nine, perfect. Three for three from the three, so defense uh, was was this was not the jazz best defensive effort
3: yeah, and the, some of that stuff too these guys aren't neither of those guys are um, guys that you know you you color code guys if you need to be there on the catch, he 's green, you know, and you get there all the way um, if you 've got a little time to buy or if they 're shooting a percentage, you know you can you can stunt you can get back to guys and get a, a late contest, but those guys were good tonight they, they made shots, and that 's what what pros are capable of doing. It's hard as a coach; you got to play those percentages. But tonight, it was McLaughlin, um, you know that, and McDaniel that just really hurt the Jazz.
0: All right, your final tonight: the Jazz lose to the Timberwolves uh, by the count of one twenty-six to one oh six. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast: let's see here, coach coming your way Wednesday night. A couple of nights off for the Jazz; they'll take on the Nuggets on ESPN. That game will tip off at eight o'clock. Right here on the Jazz Radio Network. For those of you sticking around with us, you've got post game sound for you coming up straight ahead uh, on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and
1: shoot three. The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand, scoop to Codley. back out to Joe, fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole.
0: Jazz game night, post game show on the jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe with you. Uh, it is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the, my Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at Mark Miller, jazz fall tonight in Minnesota to the Timberwolves, one twenty six two one zero six. 2106 tough night for the jazz. Uh, Joe Ingle is going down with an injury. Um, the official news, by the way, on the injury is he will get an MRI tomorrow morning, and then we'll understand maybe a little bit more extent to what happened. But uh, the way Joe was reacting and the way it looked in the video does not look good.
3: Yeah, it was um, it was hard to watch. You know, it's one of those tough ones. And then, you know, Joe has been, you know, one of the, the tougher guys, plays through stuff, obviously had a crazy streak where he didn't miss games. Um, but he's... You know he's getting up there in age, and so when you see that non-contact man, the first thing you, you worry about is you know all the different ones we've seen that have been similar. Uh, but Joe, he he just responded differently than you would, than we probably ever seen Joe respond to anything. So that's what makes it so alarming. Yeah, and he didn't put any weight on it, uh, going off the floor. And
0: I I just wonder. I mean, you can speculate, but but honestly with. The, the COVID situation and, and of course the time off and then the bubble and it just pushed everything back and it collides with the Olympics last year where the finals just get over right before the Olympics begin And it's just so much basketball and, and Joe, of course, getting the bronze with the, with the boomers. That was his, his goal as a basketball player. So he wasn't going to miss that. He, he talked about that on, on the zone sports network with DJ and PK that he was going to play and then coming back. He's just, it's a lot of basketball. It's a lot of basketball that all these guys have played, but Joe, as you mentioned, he's in his mid thirties.
3: Yeah, so good thoughts. Good thoughts to Joe. Obviously, uh, a real dark cloud on the game. You know, the game the Jazz lost, and you know that's that's a dark cloud in and of itself. Yeah. But this just makes it worse.
0: It certainly does. All right, let's get some uh, post game sound going. Uh, let's go back to Minneapolis. Of course, uh, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder missing the game tonight in the health and safety protocols. And uh, Alex Jensen filled in and Alex is at the podium.
4: You talked to Joe. Are, are there any updates on, his decision? you know,
5: I saw him at halftime, but I think we're not going to know until tomorrow. I mean, he probably saw the replay. doesn't look good. So I, you know, feel bad for him, but hopefully it's better than better than we all think. So, yeah, I don't, I think we'll find out tomorrow. Let I me mean, get all the, whatever the tests.
6: Obviously I've, I'm, there's gotta be a mood hit. When something like that happens, um what did the guys seem like that kind of brought them down a little bit coming out of halftime?
5: You know, I think, yeah, losing, you know, yeah, losing Joe obviously I think has an effect on our guys. I think we had a little bit of lift at the beginning but, you know it kind of compounds to their things, but no excuses. We had some good stretches and you know, put a lot of a lot of guys in situations that they weren't used to. But you know, give Chris Chris good, give him credit for the the game plan. It's the fourth time we played. He's had a different team every time, and and did a good job. When you lose somebody like you know Joe mid game, how does it affect you guys? You know, not even physically, just kind of mentally and emotionally. I think the the first thing, I, well, for me, you worry about Joe, right? Like you hope, because that's you wouldn't want to see that happen to anybody, let alone one of your own guys. But I think it's you know it's always in the back of your mind. But I think, like I said, we had a little bit of a lift to go, but yeah, it's not, not easy to lose, lose a guy like Joe, especially when you're already down a few guys.
4: Just given that, you know, everything that's happened this month between, you know, starting with well, Joe getting COVID and then kind of spiraling from there, various concussions, other injuries. Um, do you guys kind of like
5: take a look at like a whole month like that and just kind of like, how do you, how do you get over a stretch like this going forward? Well, I mean, there's not, you know, I told the guys after the game, I said, you know, we can all feel sorry for ourselves and there's plenty of of excuses to point to, but you know, it's something that we have to, we can use it as something that makes us better. Like it's one thing coach Snyder's talked about, like these stretches, you know, do one or two things to teams, but I, and I think there have been some good things, but you got to use it to give other guys opportunities, but use it to to, you know, learn a lesson or two that can help you later in the season.
0: There's Alex Jensen filling
3: in for Coach Schneider tonight in the Jazz loss. What would you think, uh, there, Coach Lacombe? Well, he touched on that uh, that point we've made here, that this isn't ideal. This isn't – and, you know, again, for those of you worried that, why, this is going to derail, the, the Jazz are playing without the two all-stars. Right. And uh, they are – they're out there fighting and competing – But this team, their best basketball is in front of them. Got to get everybody back. But what what Alex said right there, which I loved, was you learn some things right now about yourself and about your team that you can use at a later time to really help you. And so it's, you know, the only option right now that Jazz have is to, you know, to go through this. And hopefully Donovan's close, you know, to to getting back. Um, And that, uh, you know, again, Prayers up to Joe, uh, but guys got to get healthy. And then, you know, we can kind of see what, what goes from there. But I I thought, well, to his point, those guys, the guys played really hard tonight. I thought they played engaged. They played hard, had a couple tough stretches and that's where they kind of lost the game. But I think that's more about the depth, you know, the lack of guys being able to go out there and change that.
0: Yep. And of course they will always miss uh, Rudy and Donovan in any game. Those two uh, don't play. It's going to be an issue. All right, uh, let's get your points in the paint brought to you by Surta Pro Painters. Call one 800 go certa or visit certipro.com. That's certa with a C. Serta Pro Painter is proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Uh the Jazz outscored. Wow, this is a big number. Uh
3: Minnesota, uh 66 to the Jazz, 38. Whew. Well, these are the these were the shots at the rim. The Jazz were 10 for 15 at the rim. Minnesota, 25 for 37. Yep, that'll do it. There's your difference. There
0: is your difference. And, and I wonder how much of that came in the third when Carl Anthony Towns was just going nuts, doing whatever uh, he wanted to do. They seemed to uh, make an effort in that third quarter to take it at Hassan Whiteside. And, uh, you know, anybody's going to have trouble with Carl Anthony Towns.
3: Of course. And then all the other guys that drive the ball you know, are able to get deep on penetration. Edwards is tough, man. You, you saw a couple times where guys kind of had him check for the first step. And then he just kind of turned the the jets on and got beyond them. And then he's just so good at elevating and finishing through contact. So that's a tough matchup for that for this particular jazz group. Just uh, just to pull the curtain back, Coach will come and I are sitting here watching the game, and
0: we've got our eyes on you know Jared Butler and Elijah Hughes and guys that don't necessarily get uh, a ton of opportunity, going to get some minutes and. See Elijah Hughes, and we're thinking is you know, close to when he got gets into the game. And we're like, oh man, Elijah's got a little a little pop, a little juice, gonna take advantage of his opportunity. And man, that very as we were saying that, Anthony Edwards went right by him. I mean, such a quick first step. He's really difficult to stop. And I I I more point that out to just uh compliment Anthony
3: Edwards. But you and I were thinking, okay, let's see what Eli- Oh, oh no, Edwards is pretty good. That's right. And in the other end, on the other end, you know, in full disclosure it was me saying he's got a little pop to him tonight. And then he gets driven right by and you kind of look at me and then they throw the ball down to him and he fumbles it out of bounds. He did. But th- I told you that is so akin to when w- I went out and recruited, you'd see a kid play in the morning and you be- put him on your list like coach has got to see this guy. And you brought him back. You bring him back, and coach is like, "Are you talking about the guy that never looks like, like he's never played before? That guy is <laughs> that, that the one? guy you want me to watch?" So it, it's true, at it all ups. It's the uh,
0: what? What's the singing frog right in the? Uh in the Looney Tunes, where the one guy sees the frog sing, and then every That's time right. he tries, you know what I'm telling? You? What's what's the name of that? Frog? I'll look it up during the break. And I'm I'm I can not tell great you, with but, my uh, tunes. No. <laughs> you're a granddad now. You got to introduce I know, I d- Hammer and Hank to, to Looney Tunes. We're it's stuck on Coco Melon right now. It's <laughs> annoying. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. All right, uh, Jazz Fall tonight, 126 to 106 in Minnesota to the Timberwolves. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. More coming up next, Jazz Game Night Postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. 126 to 106 is your final Jazz Fall in Minnesota to the T Wolves. Uh, let's get a look at your Master of the Glass, brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert here for another great year. Basketball, proud to be the official uh, auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, Hassan Whiteside. 12 rebounds tonight to go along with his seven points. Uh,
3: once again, four of those coming on the offensive side. In one area, the Jazz, even though they were small a lot of the time, uh, they were within two rebounds of that Minnesota team with a big lineup. So that, that, again, shows that that effort we talk about kind of being locked in, focused, and, um, you know, being able to rebound with that team is a positive thing. Oh, we talked
0: about Elijah Hughes. He went out there and grabbed four boards in 17 minutes. Look at him. You know, active, go out there and get a rebound. Rudy Gay tonight had five rebounds. Um, Let's see, uh, Jared Vanderbilt had nine. uh, Carl Anthony Towns had 11. But uh, Minnesota only with 40 uh, total rebounds. And out uh, rebounded the Jazz only by one on the offensive side, too. So that was not an issue tonight. Uh, Let's get some player sound. It's time to go back to Minneapolis and hear from Mike Conley. Does
6: it feel like you guys just can't catch a break right now?
7: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, the loss hurts a lot, but um, Joe, you know, it's, that took a lot out of guys. Um, seeing him, you know, tears in his eyes, just, you know, you know how much this means to him and this game means to him and, um, and what we mean to him, you know. So it's like, you know, it's tough, but, you know, <laughs> not everything is supposed to be easy. Um, we understand that this will build, build even more character for us. You know, this adversity they were going through and, um, you know, you just pray for Joe and hope that, you know, it's as minimal as possible and, um, that he recovers as quickly as possible and that our team can recover and, you know, as a group, as a unit and figure out how to, how to keep moving forward. Were you able to see him and or interact <laughs> with him at all during halftime? Yeah, we, uh, at halftime, we were able to, we found him in the x-ray room. Um, obviously, it was, he was uh, in a tough state and just, everybody came in there, told him, you know, we loved him, gave him a hug and told him we we're going to keep fighting. He was going to keep, keep trying to go forward for him. That's what he wanted for us. So, um, obviously, we didn't come out on the, the end that we wanted to on that end, but, uh I was proud of the way you know guys who had to step, had to come in for him and step in for for Joe um, came out and played hard. How do you guys schematically you know deal with that uh, kind of going forward? Uh, his loss. Yeah. Um, well, uh, obviously we what Joe brings to our team, you know, the intangible is his playmaking, his ability to find guys, his ability to space the floor, his high IQ. Um, it's tough to replace a guy like that. Uh, as a unit, you're gonna have to rely on multiple people. It might not be the same guy every night. You might be Eli. It might be JB. It might be Trent. Um, Daniel House obviously um, missed him a little bit tonight as well. So, um, as a as a collective unit, we're just gonna have to try to find ways to integrate guys into into a role that um, fits them better, that they can be the best they can be, and, and ultimately help our team.
4: How one? <laughs> how difficult is
7: it to kind of
4: get past? you know, an incident like that, you know, seeing him hurt that bad in the moment as, you know, the game starts up again right afterwards. And two, as, you know, Joe's a guy who's never had a significant injury during his NBA career.
7: What do you kind of say to him to kind of help him through that? Yeah. Um It's always tough when you, a guy that's love, like, you know, Joe, a teammate, um you know, especially in, in my shoes as a, as a vet, you know, you see a lot of, a lot of things happen throughout your years and, you know, at your later stages in your career, you know, you've given everything you have to this game and that's not how you want to be, you know, dealing with something like that at, you know, at 33, 34 years old and, um, you know, in the moment you just, you try to stay in the moment, you try mm-hmm. to stay focused and help guys through it because, you know, a lot of guys are going to be feeling something, but um, ultimately just, just, uh, you know, Understand it. Let him know that you, you know, love him and believe in him and all that uh, in the moment and go back to hooping. But, um, you know, just telling him, you know, keep his head up. You know, he's a strong dude. He's, he's the reason why he played so many games in a row. And um, he's going to be back stronger, whatever the issue is, ultimately. And and uh, you know, just be positive through the whole through the whole ordeal.
0: All right, that was Mike Conley, and uh, we talked about how the certainly the Joe Ingles injury kind of cast a, a dark cloud over the game. I have a feeling that's going to continue on into the postgame show. I mean, you can tell these guys are, are feeling it.
3: Yeah, it was, like he said, it was hard to go back at halftime and, um, you know, tears in Joe's eyes. I mean, it's that's the human element of this oh, that yeah. is not often discussed. I mean, everybody wants to talk about how somebody shot it or turned it over or didn't get back in transition, but this is a life thing, and, these guys I'm telling you you spend more time with your teammates than you do your family for and you know a better part of a, uh, of the year you're with your teammates so this is that's a tough thing that's a tough thing to go through but you know the one thing that's great about it mike said it eloquently there they've all got his back they'll be there for him and um and that he'll get through it yeah you you mentioned
0: this is life stuff i mean you know joe is in a situation where uh you know he's in a contract year he could have possibly signed another contract with a jazz or elsewhere next year. And now maybe that's in doubt. And he's got a long journey in front of him, getting himself, you know, back healthy to the point where he can come back and contribute with the team. It's amazing. Just in a split second, how everything just completely changes direction for somebody based on an injury, you know, which is physically painful, but i got to imagine what you're going through at the moment, you know, in the, in the moment is I should say is, it's gotta be just brutal. Cause you just gotta be thinking, you know, wow, what next?
3: that's, that's the part. What next? You know, I mean, Mike has been a trooper through all this and Quinn talked about how, you know, Mike really has given everything he's got this year to keep this thing. Um, You know, he's been a constant and been out there a bunch and this has got to be wearing on him, but, but what next? That's what I was thinking when Mike was talking, he's got to be going through his mind. Yeah, no doubt about it. So a
0: tough one and the jazz continue to, to struggle. And uh, I thought Mike Conley, for the most part, played pretty well tonight. The Jazz, uh, you know, Bogdanovich played well. Conley played well. They just didn't have a ton of firepower, especially in the second half. In fact, uh, speaking of Bogdanovich, he's sitting down uh, in the media room in Minneapolis. So let's go to it now. But, uh, I hope he's not bad as he looks right now,
6: especially for our team as well. hard uh, to come out of halftime and. Find the emotion energy able to play when you take that basis. I mean, it was. It was actually. I mean, we were thinking about him for all, whole second half, about trying to trying to get information because he was he was moved by a couple couple doctors in here, but uh, I said, I mean, pretty a little pretty bad, but uh, I said, I hope I hope that tomorrow to show sure that it's not. It was not then, kind like, of went on the run, like, right after it's kind, of, it's kind of like, um, I mean, you know. don't know why not. He was our, our second, second ball handler. He was, like, he was playing the most all After, after Mike, he was trying, he was involving all of, all of us. So, that that also, Kinda, kinda hurt us a lot of, lot of turnovers, in the in third quarter because we didn't have him over there handling, handling the ball. But uh, I mean, tough loss. But, uh, but to lose, to lose Jaw at this point of the, of the season, especially when we are, when we are playing better, and we need every, every single guy. I mean, it's really, really sad. It's that <laughs> on I mean no matter what what month it is right now we are still missing missing I don't want donor this that joke that hurt as well. So at this point is more more most important thing for us is to, to get healthy and get a as much as does that we that we can. You know, i We saw you uh, take your splint off the other night for the sports table, and I uh and asked "How are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing <laughs> today?" what it is it's my finger is but I don't want to. I need to wear the splint even though it's bothering me, but I don't want to talk about about my injury or especially the the way I'm playing i I'm done shooting, so I d I don't need to, I don't need any excuse. All of us gotta a, gotta man up and, and, and play better, play bit way better than than we are playing right now. Is there, is there any concern uh, the about scenarios? You know, we're in for Dallas is pulled in the game, Denver's pulled in like a game, you know, so you know a couple more involves if you guys know, and six and you know, only like three and a half up on seven. I mean, the way we are, we are hurt right now. It's 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 our our injuries and we that down with the uh, with the COVID right now. So, so we got a six six or seven game stretch at the, at home right now. It's it's time to get a to get a couple of doubles and and, and and make separation. But like I said, it's more important to get healthy and, and be healthy for the.
0: Our- <laughs> Got to get healthy," says Boyan
3: Bogdanovich, and isn't that the truth? Yeah, nothing could be more true. Uh, this is right now just a shell, you know, of what this team uh, can be when they're when they're all together, when they're all healthy. And it, it, as, as he talked, I just kind of thought back. You know, the Jazz really last year were pretty injury free. Uh, minus the the concussion late for Donovan and the hamstring for Mike, for the most part,
0: right? And the ankle going into play. playoffs. And the ankle for Don- going into the playoffs, yeah. right. But, for but, yes, for the most part. So, like,
3: they kind of... And then this year, everybody's going through COVID, and we're sitting here looking at each other every night, Jake, and we're like, it's hitting the entire league and nothing's happening to the Jazz. And then all of a sudden, you know, that COVID stuff started, and then intertwined with that has been some really bad, you know, some bad injuries. So... Uh, it's a lot to go through, but the guys are all saying the right things. They're uh, they are they're continuing to battle. They're, no excuses. You heard that with Alex Jensen. You heard that with Bojan. They've just got to figure out a way to get through this until they can get back and get healthy. And they did battle in the
0: first half and played well at times. The defense just came loose in the third quarter and they had no answer for Carl Anthony Towns and that's where this game got away from them. But I mean, you look uh, earlier in the week and I know it's been a tough week for the Jazz, right? 0-4. But Phoenix, game one and game two, battled hard, had a chance uh, to win the game late. Memphis, battled hard, had a chance to win the game late. Tonight it got away from them, but, it I mean, in a rough patch, you got to look for, you know, is their life still there? And I think uh, David Aran talked about this during the broadcast. I think we've, uh, you know, gotten a little something different out of Mike Conley, a little more leadership, a little more fire, a little more passion. Remember Quint Snyder earlier in the week said he uh, – uh, left his blood and guts, or something like that, yeah. out there on the floor, and and just uh, I, mean, I was in that press conference where Quinn was was worked up a little bit, and you know, so maybe they can salvage some good out of this, even though there's there's probably not a lot to salvage. But got to go out there and and play hard and and want it. And tonight, the Joey the the Eagles injury threw him off a little bit, but man, they they certainly played hard in the first half.
3: Yeah, it was um, you know, it, it was kind of the outcome I expected, but I did think the jazz you know competed really hard they turned the ball over at the end of the day 18 times yeah you know and and the, you just can't do that against minnesota when they've had the success the last three times they beat this team they certainly had their health and then they they took care of the basketball a little bit better so that that's a byproduct of, of joe going down and, and other guys being in roles you know and handle the ball that aren't used to it and that's where the jazz kind of experience that collapse
0: post game is brought to you by mark miller subaru featuring the my subaru is campaign real stories from real mark miller subaru customers share your subaru story for a chance to win prizes learn more and share mark miller subaru.com your final 126 to 106 jazz fall in minnesota tonight we'll get you more sound from the players coming up next right here on the jazz radio network Jazz game night post game show here on the jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the, my Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru.com. One twenty six to one Oh six is your final. The jazz fall tonight in Minneapolis to the Timberwolves. Um, Let's get a look at the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, the Jazz from the line were 15 of 21, uh, about 71%. The Timberwolves were 15 of 18, 83%. Uh, Considering that it it felt like a lot of Jazz players were dealing with foul trouble throughout the game, see uh, Rudy Gay, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, really didn't send, the, uh, didn't send the Timberwolves to the line all that much.
3: No, they did a good job of, you know, using fouls in different ways. You know, they used a bunch of Euro fouls tonight because they stopped the break a bunch using those, um, but did a good job of not letting it affect, you know, ma- not making them shooting fouls, using them kind of strategic. So good job by the Jazz on that, on that front for sure.
0: I know the Euro foul is by far the most effective Jazz transition defense, but it, it drives me bananas. That's a rule I wish uh, we could see changed. I mean, uh, just like David always tells us, you know what's— It's not uh, legal there. It's
3: not legal in Europe. Well, we shouldn't—outlaw it in
0: America, too. Oh, man, the Jazz transition defense would be in real rough shape. <laughs> <laughs> if that were, that were the case, And you know what? Maybe that's—you know, we're laughing about it, but that's certainly a part of the the uh, the Jazz that can't could get better, the 28th in the, in the entire league in transition defense. And we hear Coach talk about it all the time, running and running back— I mean, those types of things. Like, maybe you can't make players better shooters overnight, but you certainly can can get better at that. Let's go back to Minneapolis. It's time to hear from Rudy Gay. Going into those the
6: room. Um, man. Um, really
4: tough. You know, so um, You know, he's one of our guys. You know, one of those guys you put in any situation and they make the best out of it. You know, is not even it's just about basketball, it's happening. A lot of them just having a locking room is really good for us. Um but you know still our guy. And um no matter what outcome of or whatever happened it is it's still gonna be our guy and still be around and you know it's like, what's
6: the mindset for you guys you keep going forward you know dealing with something like this? Um
4: you know, I don't know. If we have to go to the drawing board, figure it out. You know, we you know, don't think we have. We've had time to digest it. You know, we have a lot of guys out, interest. Um, obviously, uh, is being the most serious, but um, we've seen time to digest and, and really what we're going through right now is just building care character for it. I feel
6: like you guys can't really catch a break right now. Or? That's
4: exactly what it feels like. <laughs> you know, it's it's you know, you have COVID, you have. All these
6: other things, all these other things going on. The only strong survive
4: Um it, it was tough, you know. It was tough to not have them out there just because <laughs> we need as many bodies as we can, we can. Um, But, you know, this is just our job. This is what we do. Um, We take it seriously. Uh, We love Joe. We love Joe. We love what he does on the court. But, you know, know, man to man, you know, we get to see that happen. And We feel for him and want him to be healthy and play with us. But, you know, business-wise, we got to win. We got to find ways to win without him for whatever period of time that
6: may be. Yeah. Just one more. You guys watch five in a row now. You know,
4: the next How do you kind of overcome all of that? We're figuring it out now. <laughs> we're figuring it out now. I mean, it's the NBA. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And, and like I said, you know, we're going through this now, and this is going, it's going to make this tougher any longer.
0: Going through this now, but going to make them tougher in the long run. You hope that is true. And
3: it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know. That uh, is true. You can't look at the, the stretch where the Jazz had everybody healthy, won, you know, eight in a row, and, you know, start talking about, oh, this contender, and then that same group, you know, pull a bunch of guys out and say, we're in trouble. Uh, you know, somewhere in the middle of that, I think it's a... uh you know, what Rudy said right now they're in survival mode and they understand their their jobs to go out and win games. They're not getting that done right now. Um, but, again, it's a it, it's something that if it doesn't totally destroy you, you know, and, and they guys are buying what the coaches are selling because I guarantee you those are the things that are being said. This You know, we're going to get through this and it's going to make us better. We're down the road. We'll look back and we'll, you know, this will be a good thing to have gone through
0: want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, a $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash mve to nominate your favorite educator today. And Rudy Gay... Has struggled shooting the ball in January, like a lot of the Jazz roster, and tonight he did too. Uh, two of eight, one of six from three. Had just five points. He grabbed five boards, had an assist and a steal, but really had a tough time. You know, Rudy Gay being asked to play a lot of a lot of center, a lot of big, and I know that was part of the plan this year. To you know, when they changed it up and went small, Rudy Gay was going to be a part of that. I don't think he was supposed to be your. Uh, it certainly back up big behind Hassan Whiteside. And so that's a that's a tough ask for him. Rudy uh, Gay only played 17 minutes tonight, but it's because he had five fouls because he's trying to slow down much bigger players.
3: And that could be, you know, the the whole reason his shooting isn't great right now. I mean, the the truth of the matter, he's a guy that you understand can guard bigger guys, you know, in stretches. You don't have to do that in, in big stretches, but in stretches and team goes small and start switching everything, you know, that's what he's there to counter. Um, He'll shoot the ball better than he is right now because he is getting good looks. It's um, he he just not making them. We've seen, we've seen Bojan go through that. And then Bojan comes back tonight with a four for five. So that's, that's coming up soon for Rudy. He just has not shot the ball well for a bit. And that certainly is the biggest positive of the night,
0: right? Bogdanovich maybe breaking out. He's And the reason that's such a positive, I think, in in a negative game, in such a negative situation, is he is dealing with something in that finger that it's going to take some adjusting to. And I can understand why a guy, and I know it's on his left hand, but why a guy's shot's affected when he's got a basically a fracture in his finger and he's trying to play. I mean, that's got to be extraordinarily difficult. I mean, last year, even Bogdanovich coming off the wrist surgery had his issues with that. But if he can adjust to playing with that pain and with that finger and have a night like tonight, if he can put a couple of those together, that's that's a really positive thing.
3: And it's so much more like, you know, it's one thing to, to be able to shoot it with that left hand, but he plays with that left hand a ton. Somebody cuts him off and he crosses that over to the left hand and I would imagine right in the middle of the game, I mean, that hurts when that thing comes up and hits that. So he's making all sorts of adjustments to his game, but it is nice to see him get on track. The three guys tonight that scored for the Jazz, Clarkson um, 17, Conley 22, and Boyan, 23, those are the three guys you'd really hope would step up in a game like this.
0: Yep, You're, you're absolutely right about that. And I don't think, don't quote me on this, but I don't think Bogdanovich threw that brace tonight. Which he's done the past couple no, of years. No, I didn't see it either. Or he's just pulled it off and thrown it and then comes back with different color tape. So maybe he's getting a little adjusted to that. And again, that's nothing but positive news. I mean, you look tonight. The, tonight's a bad example because they gave up 126 to Minnesota. But the previous games this week, you know, the Jazz just needed a few more points to win. They just needed to score the ball a little bit better. They played good enough defense to get the W. They just didn't quite have that punch. So if they can get Conley and Bogdanovich rolling and combine that with some defense that we've seen, you know, maybe they can p- uh, pick up a few Ws uh, even when they are missing Rudy.
3: Yeah, I, I think so too. I think, that, I think there has been some growth by these guys. Donovan will certainly, bring when he's back, will bring some immediate help. And then you know, the big captain will come back and, and kind of run the ship on the defensive side, and hopefully he'll see an improvement, you know, in all the guys while he's been gone. All right, uh, Jazz Fall tonight, 126-106 to
0: 106 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. It features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own, mysubaruis.com. Coming up next, we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one before a couple of nights off. For the Jazz. Stay tuned, it's Jazz Radio Network.
1: Driving Towns, Whiteside eradicates him at the rim. Oh, a two hand block of Carl Anthony Towns has him folding like a cheap $5 deck chair that you buy and then fails you on a picnic Saturday.
0: That was very specific. (laughs) That was literary. That was literary. (laughs) On a Saturday, nonetheless. On a picnic Saturday. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMAuto.com. Driven by you. Jazz fall tonight 126 to 106 in Minnesota to the T Wolves. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. dot uh, If you're just joining us, jazz led tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich, twenty three points on seven of eleven shooting in the last four rebounds, couple of assists. Uh, Mike Conley, twenty two points, five assists, four rebounds. Uh, Jordan Clarkson with seventeen coming in off the bench on five of thirteen shooting. Two of nine from three for Jordan. Although Clarkson did have five assists, you certainly like to see that number. Hassan Whiteside tonight, seven points, 12 boards. Royce O'Neill had nine. He had a couple of uh, steals, assists, and rebounds as well, two of each. For the Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns with a triple double and really a dominant performance in the third quarter. He had 31, 11 boards and uh, 10 assists. Uh, also, uh, for the uh, T-Wolves, Jaden McDaniels had 22 coming in off the bench, a perfect 9 of 9 from the field. He had a big night. Anthony Edwards with 15 on 6 of 16 shooting. And uh, Jordan McLaughlin had uh, 12 tonight on 5 of 6 shooting. And Carl uh, Anthony Towns had a great night. Uh, not a surprise uh, with no Rudy Gobert. And, you know, the Jazz didn't really have uh, much
3: of an answer for him, and he played like it. He did play like it. He kind of had free reign. Um, and was great. He's such a great perimeter shooter. You know what? Such a threat from three. Forty percent on Forty percent, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like the way they're constructed. The way, like the way they use him. I mean, he's not the toughest guy, um, but he he's skilled, and and that skill that was really evident tonight. Um, Edwards, you know, the Jazz did a good job holding him down tonight. Yeah, they did. Um, and the fact that he only went to the free throw line one time. I mean. That that that's a good sign. Just in terms of you know, guys aren't just com- completely penetrating and getting inside all the time, and getting to the line. So great job by the Jazz of of, of keeping Edwards in check and not not sending him to the foul line. Also, Beasley was it uh, the last yeah. game they played? T Wolves or two games ago, where
0: he really lit them up. It was um, last game. Yeah, it was last game where yep. he really had a nice night. So Beasley only had eight points tonight on three of twelve shooting, one of six from three. So. Um, You know, there there were there wasn't a whole lot of good tonight. I mean, the, the Joe Ingles injury was 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 just tough. And it's it's certainly uh, been a tough post game for not for us, obviously, but for the players. You could hear it in in the voices of the guys that uh, that we heard from. But there were a couple of a uh, couple of positives, a couple of things on the defensive end. Uh, and Bogdanovich breaking out of his shooting slump. So, with that in mind, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you
3: on this one before we turn the page. Well, I'm glad that, and I'm sure the Jazz are glad they have a couple nights off. Yep. I think that's the number one thing because you said it. Getting healthy is is the is the most important thing right now. Um, getting everybody healthy and back able to play. But I, I do think you know even though it's tough, there are lessons being learned, and you're seeing some really good things from from guys. Um, Mike Conley stands out to me as a guy who has really kind of faced the storm head on and done a great job of trying to lead the guys through it and compete. Um, you know, so hopefully the jazz can get some much needed rest right now and just get ready for a game Wednesday night, uh, against the nuggets.
0: I think that's it, right? A couple nights off rest, get back to town. Uh, and, and figure out, you know, get some news on Joe Ingalls, which hopefully will come tomorrow morning sometime. That's when he's scheduled for an MRI. Sometimes you're not sure when news of the results will, will come out, but you, you you hope for some positive results from Joe and then figure out how to regather and and uh, get back at it on Wednesday night. And, of course, it gives Donovan Mitchell another two full days, hopefully, to get over those concussion symptoms because, of course, uh, they need he and Rudy back uh, whenever they can get them.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt. And Obviously, know the the challenge of Jokic, and you know if Towns was as good as he was tonight, look out, right? Um, Except for Denver, it's the only team the Jazz can beat. That is true. They've <laughs> won two. They've two of the three games they've won uh, out of this fourteen. Uh, they're three and three and eleven, but two of them are against Denver. Yep. So they've got they've got that figured out. They had no problem. Easy game on
0: Wednesday. Yeah, easy. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, we want to say thanks to everybody who helped out on the broadcast tonight. Of course, Lock and Poon. Thanks to broadcast assistants who worked with us. Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post game show. Don't forget about the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at MySubaruIs.com. Coach
3: Lacombe, as always, thank you, sir. Enjoy a couple nights off, will you? Yeah, it was a good uh, way to spend a Sunday night and watch some football and basketball and just shoo the facts. Great job.
0: Rams-Bengals. Rams-Bengals. Who would have thought it? Who would have predicted that? All right, 126 to 106 is your final jazz fall to the T-Wolves. Up next, the Denver Nuggets. Wednesday night, an ESPN game late start, 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.